0: Welcome to The Unbridled Woman with your host, Deanne Rose. Dive deep into the essence of your feminine light, harness the strength that lies within, and rise beautifully into your authentic power. Now, here's Deanne. Hello, unbridled women.
1: Welcome to the sacred circle. There is nothing more potent and powerful than a circle of women loving, nurturing, and empowering each other. There's a phrase that I heard in a song a while ago that really resonated with my heart. And I'm going to be opening up the show with this, this, um, this saying because it's really special. Um, they say there is no greater wrath than a woman scorned. I say there is no greater blessing than a woman reborn. So I'd like to take this time to really center ourselves. And if you're able to, if there's a candle nearby, incense, um, or if you're driving, just, just taking this time to become present in the moment. Um, I'd like to begin by, by giving gratitude to our great creator energy that dwells within all of the existence and giving thanks, offering reverence. Thank you to the waters that cleanse. Thank you to the air that brings clarity. Thank you to the earth that sustains me. And thank you to the fire that sparks our hearts awake. And I'm calling in the blessings and protection of the angels to surround this space with safety and love for all who are listening. And so it is. So now taking some three big, deep belly breaths to relax and expand our heart. So as we're taking that deep breath in... We're just really softening our pelvic floor, relaxing, feeling our sit bones onto the chair. And then as we exhale, just expanding the heart resonance out to the world. Actually, let's start with ourselves first, bringing the heart awareness to ourselves. And then taking a deep breath again, filling up, expanding, filling with all the prana, And exhaling, opening your heart, expanding it out a little bit more into the world. And one more deep breath in. And then relaxing down, just enjoying the here, the now, the present moment. And before we get started today, I just want to offer another piece of gratitude to our sponsor, Native Path. Um, I have been personally using their products for a few years now, and we are so happy that they are here um, along with us on this journey. So thank you so much. And no further ado here. I, As I said uh, last um, uh, episode, introducing this beautiful, beautiful woman in front of me. Um, she has been very pivotal in, um, in my growth and in my business, so um, I'm happy to have her here sharing her wisdom. And also, I know she's on this really uh, sacred path to uh, connecting back to her femininity. So welcome, Luz Gonzalez. Um, She is a marketing and business growth specialist and an international speaker. She has worked in marketing and business growth for the last decade, nationally and internationally, and has experience with early stage startup marketing, B2C and B2B sales and B2B partnerships. She spent half a decade working with startups in the Silicon Valley, including her own FinTech startup, Con- Conviv. Conviv?
2: Conviv. <laughs> Conviv
1: okay. <laughs> and she has spoken and trained at well established companies such as McKinsey and Company, national nonprofits such as the ACLU, mid sized communication firms, at top universities such as UC Berkeley and Stanford, school districts and school systems, startups such as Braintree. Uh, Nascent International Startups, and presented to entrepreneurs all around the world. She has trained thousands of small business owners, nonprofits, nationally and internationally on the principles of branding, marketing, and profitability principles. She has a BA and a JD from UC Berkeley. So she hasn't been sitting on her butt. So, welcome here to The Unbridled Woman, my dear, and um, so we're going to talk a little bit about your journey on becoming an unbridled woman, and then in the second half of our journey together today, um, you and I will chat on how we flow and flourish as we navigate Mm -hmm. our life connecting Mm -hmm. with our femininity. So, I'd like to begin each show asking my guests, what does the word unbridled mean to you?
2: Well, thank you for having me on, Uh, it's so lovely to be around you again. And unbridled. I think unbridled for me, the, the word that comes to mind is authentic, right? Like being in the essence of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's one of the most important things that we can do in breaking down the, the barriers and the, the many layers to be that unbridled self.
1: Yes, yes. And I think you really pinpointed there is that the many layers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just when you think you're done, there's another layer that comes up. And that's yes. such the beauty of there's always, always the growth and uh, the, the uh, ability or the choice to become even mm-hmm. more unbridled, a better person, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, um, I would love for you to. Just dive a little bit more deeper into your story, because um, you know when I worked with you um you were um you' doing um the coaching for for yeah. for business um mostly entrepreneurs really mm-hmm. i think, and um really affected my life in such a positive mm. way in getting me started and really, um, more focused on Mm -hmm. what I wanted to offer to this world and what I was strong with. And, Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things I always, I, I grabbed on to you cause my, oh, she's, she, she has more of that, that, that masculine energy of get things Mm -hmm. done and organized. And, Mm -hmm. um, I needed a lot more of that in my Mm -hmm. life. And then, um, then, I don't know. Did something shift a little bit, mm-hmm.
2: and then, yeah? Can you kind of elaborate mm-hmm. a little
1: bit on how all that came about?
2: Absolutely. So I think, I think the <laughs> the I've had so many conversations with women about the um, the journey that I think many of us are on. I think growing up, we've had a lot of opportunities, and we've also had a lot of conditioning. That was very masculinizing, it's very masculinity driven. And so as a a child, as an immigrant um, that came to this country with a lot of expectations, with a lot of like, there's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders. I think from very early on, the sort of the messaging that I had was achieve, be uh, successful, like go, go, go. And there wasn't a lot of space for being, which I think is one of those, um, one of those things that I think of when I think of flow and femininity. And so, the I remember so when I got married with uh, with Matt during our it was during COVID, so it was a Zoom wedding. But I remember so many people. Well, you know, a couple of the the people that were giving. there are toasts for us, you know, specifically for me saying like Lucy. So, you know, she's such a strong person and really being irked by that Mm -hmm. comment of like, and so I think for, for all of the ladies where you didn't choose strength, but you had to be strong, right? Like, I think for me, it got to a point where I was like, no more, like, yes, I can be strong. I've needed to be strong. I've have had to be the responsible one, the boss, the one that always like had the, the, the ownership. And I said, what if I, what if I say no to that? What if I try things differently? Because for me, the experience was, I was exhausted. I was so tired of just like carrying so many people and so many expectations and so the I think for me what it took it like I it it got to the point where I was so heavy that I just said no to all of it so I I don't I don't recommend this for everybody but for me I think you know the I had to learn a lot of boundaries I had to Mm. go to therapy um, in therapy I learned about just like generational trauma and just trauma in general. And I learned that as, you know, as I think as women, especially if you're, you know, a, a single mom or you've had to be the responsible one and that that just was the role you had to have. Um, I think a lot of the messaging was, you know take care of others and mm-hmm. like boundaries wasn't a piece that was there to protect and take care of yourself and so it was a complete like reconstruction of myself of like who am i and why like why am i leading always and so i'm still in that journey of exploring what it looks like not to be you know at the, the helm of things not to be the leader allowing people around me to step up and to experience their masculinity and to allow myself to breathe and to be like ah, you know it's other people can step up um and just it's so yummy to experience like other people's masculinity and relaxing into my femininity which i think is in some ways it's like a luxury mm. there we go <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got, a, you got a hell yes from the dogs. Yes. Yeah, he agrees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a luxury, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Isn't? Um, but how sad is that, though? In a way, it's so that, sad. Luxury, you know, it's that, so that. sad. <laughs> and I love when you say because um, you know that, that that no boundaries. I mean, yeah, I think I I definitely can resonate and, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I think as, as, as women and growing up, I mean, it's, it's, it is in the feminine nature to nurture. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we, we have that capability of nurturing outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I also think that we weren't taught how to use that nurturing for ourselves first, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and take in, almost that was the word that got taught. And I guess, and especially when I think when I was growing up was the selfish, mm-hmm. right? If you mm-hmm. took time for yourself, that was selfish instead mm-hmm. of selfless less because mm-hmm. y- it, you do, you have to do your, your, you know, that old saying, fill your cup first, you know, mm-hmm. put, put the o- oxygen mask on you first before you take care of, of other ones. And mm-hmm. gosh, like, yeah. And, and me, and, you know, talking about the generational trauma, it's like, um, it got lo- that, that teaching had to get lost somewhere along the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you I know, that, did, yeah. and, and I think that's the, that's that trauma that came up was that women were not able to um, be fully expressed um, mm-hmm. in their, in their femininity and their wholeness. and just kind of just kept down.
2: And I think that there's, I think there's that, but I think, the like the the message that I heard and I mean I again you you read my bio it's all these like impressive like go-getter sort of symbols of success and a lot of my friends have been these like hard um hard-hitting very successful traditionally successful uh women and we've all had these conversations of the exhaustion and the like was it worth it mm. and the the almost
0: th-
2: like this instruction of <laughs> i remember i was dating this guy he was you know phenomenal and uh there was a moment where i was really sick and he was trying to help me and i was like i don't need you right so this concept of like the independent woman the like i can do everything i don't need anyone and i think I was trained both by my family and by society to be this. I can achieve all things. I don't need anyone. I am going to be a strong, independent woman who, you know, just like does everything by herself. And again, back to the point of like (laughs) reaching exhaustion. It was like, why is this what I want to this day? Um, I, there are a few things that just like light up my life. Like my husband, I don't ever open up my car door, right? Like Mm -hmm. he opens up the car door for the entire time that we've been together. That's Mm -hmm. just something he does. And something that I love that like doesn't jive with the independent woman sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. um, uh, what is is it script? And then, you know, like opening up jars or that sort of thing. Like I, I had to learn about the polarities, femininity, masculinity. And as I was reading and learning about that, I realized that, yeah, I've, I've been more in this masculine energy because that's what I was taught. And that's what I was expected to be. And that's how you, you know, you were successful, um, and I think it's wonderful for us to have the opportunities that are available to us. And at the same time, I think mm-hmm. having those spaces where you can take it off. And like, I love letting my guy be the masculine one, right? Like yeah. I don't mm-hmm. open up jars. That's the thing he knows. Like I don't open up jars and will, I will not open up jars at home. That's just a thing my guy will do. Um, and I, and I love it. I love being able to step into that space of like softness and femininity and be like, yeah, like you're the, you're the strong one here. And I love yeah. it.
1: Yeah. There's a few things when you were talking about that a couple came up for me was, um, one question is, so how, how was that at the beginning when he started to open the doors for you <laughs> or the car oh, doors? I, like,
2: I already knew, like, I, I always knew. so you know we met in texas um the the story behind part of the story behind moving to texas was i was in the bay area where i think there uh, kind of society there was this swing against the uh, masculinity uh like from men like like all masculinity is toxic me- masculinity mm, okay. whereas i don't know i'm i'm mexican and i'm used to in mexico like if you are out like your male friends just couldn't imagine you walking to your car by yourself. It just, it's unthinkable. Like you're going to be walked to your, to your door. There's just like all of these things that I have always loved. And so um, being in the Bay area, I was like, I just don't know that this has enough of the masculine men that I am looking for. And my friend was like, you know, if you were to be in Austin, I think you'd meet someone, you know, just like that. And so I moved to, moved to Texas where you can feel um, a lot more of that masculinity. And, you know, there's, we can have conversations about uh, healthy and toxic masculinity and femininity. Wound up meeting my husband in California uh, once I was in Texas. But that was always something that I loved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you had the experience of, of that, you know, mm-hmm. before. So it was
2: yeah, almost Yeah, I was thinking that. Seeking
0: that
1: yes yes exactly it felt, it felt like it felt like a home with you
2: <laughs> yeah I mean because like especially mm-hmm. give, being someone who's you know worked so hard it's those little things that allow you to be like ah, like you know you right. feel feminine when he yes. opens up the door and it doesn't even have to be my husband read like if anybody opens up a door or pulls a chair it's just like ah thank you like I really appreciate that and I felt like in a lot of our culture, things like that, it's it's almost like men can be ch- chastised for doing things like that. Which for me, yes. I'm like, please keep doing it because you allow me to be in my feminine.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I I so agree with that. And you know, it is. I think it's a it's a lost art, and and it's a, uh, you know, I women coming into. You know, wanting coming into their own, you know, independence. Mm-hmm. You know that that started to shun, or like you said, like men. Oh, I can do that myself. And mm-hmm. now men are like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and now I think the tides turn where women like, I want more of that. I want to be, mm-hmm. you know, I want the doors open. And so it's like. You know, I think we might have created something that wasn't intentional, Yeah. Um, but now we're seeing, oh yeah, it, that was really nice. That was really nice to be, you know, take mm-hmm. it out on a date or, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, having things done for you Um
2: mm-hmm. and, and not have it be a weakness. It's not like you're not weak because you allow a man to uh open up a door for you or to pay for the check. It's, it's, yeah you're allowing him to step into his masculinity and provide mm-hmm. you with the gift of masculinity to provide you with the gift yeah. of providing and protecting. I think for me, yeah. it was reading the Queen's Code. Um, and as I was yes. going through the Queen's Code, I kept being like, oh my God, <laughs> I have made so many mistakes. I have like completely emasculated men in my relationships for the majority of my relationships. And mm-hmm. in as you're reading through the book, she has you make this commitment to put down the sword so you will no longer continue to purposefully emasculate men and I mean everything changed like that was the point where for me it was like yeah I'm putting down the sword this is not what I want um and the the like the joy and the yumminess and the appreciation that that's opened up for me in relationships with that like the masculine um it just it just completely opened up a, a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And for our
1: listeners, it's um, Queens Coast by uh, Alison Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And yes, I I love following her. She is, she is an expert in her field of um, relationships between mm-hmm. men and women. And um, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I had that same reaction when I read that book as well was like, mm-hmm. Oh, and I felt that with my ex-husband. I'm like, mm. Man, I could have yeah. appreciated him so much more. Um, yes. And, um you know, really what actually what I've learned from Alison Armstrong from one of her, um her webinars is um it is, it's, it's really toxic for, for women to constantly be in their, in their, that masculine energy is in, 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 like physically, physically. That's when you like, getting run down, exhausted, Exhausted. it actually affects our adrenal glands (laughs) because we are not made to be in that high do, do, do. And our body just shuts, starts to shut down. And I think that's Mm -hmm. when you were saying about uh, you talking a lot of it with your, your high performing women friends, you Mm -hmm. know, feeling that exhaustion. It's like, well, well, is this really worth it? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and also just want to touch upon is like, just kind of question is like, you know, do you feel that the, when women are really into more of their masculinity, we actually, I and mean, I think we already kind of talked about that in masculinity the men and stuff, but we're creating separateness in our relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I think that separateness is like you're know, talking about that independent, the women mm-hmm. wanting to be so independent, we actually create separateness in our other relationships with others, especially, mm-hmm. you know, with men. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that?
2: I so being being someone that I love my career. I love working. It's been something that's given me such like um joy and and I really it, it's something that makes me happy, right? So I think of it. In two ways, I think of it as when I'm at work, because we all have the masculine and feminine polarities, right? So it's just like, what is the purpose of the relationship? For me, if I'm at work, I am more in the masculine space where I'm there to achieve to get things done, be more structured. And that's the relationship that I intend to have in that space. Being a business consultant, right, one of the things that we would talk about and one of the things that I learned from my mentors was who's running your business? We have multiple pieces to our personality and the person that runs a business. And so these were some conversations that I would have, I think, with with female clients Is I believe and. I think that people can completely disagree with me. I believe that to be a successful business owner, you have to be in your masculine, right? Mm-hmm. I believe that to run the, the the structure of business just requires some of it. It requires structure. It requires uh, responsibility. It requires ownership. It requires all of those pieces. And I think the same is for, you know, for one's career. And so I think we as women, it doesn't mean like, okay, now you're like this damsel in distress and like, you're just going to stay at home and like, not have take you know joy in your career no like you can still have that but for me what was really important was deciding what relationship was what so again at work it's like that's when I am structured and because that's that's required however um when it's my relationship relationships outside of work that's when like the suit comes off and the dress comes on, you know, and in a like example. And so with my husband, I'm very clear that with him, he's in his masculine, I'm in my feminine. And I just, I I shift gears, you know, or, you know, when my dad was around, like, I would shift gears into like, he doesn't have to pay for the bill, but it makes him feel good. He's providing this gift and I'm not going to take that from him. Right. And so just really gauging what, who are you in relationship with and Mm -hmm. who do you want to be in that relationship?
1: Yeah. And the word you used was the, you said intended intention. What is the Mm -hmm. intended relationship for here? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Um, Well, I think this is actually a good time for us to, we're up for a small break coming up. Um, and thank you so much. I, I've i been enjoying your beautiful story. And I can't yeah. wait to dive a little bit more into um, femininity and um, the power of us connecting to that and um, and how we can impact the world around us. So, I invite everyone to stay tuned and just thank you all so much for for listening. You are so valued here and so appreciated. So mm-hmm. please stay tuned and we'll be back in a couple of minutes.
0: america at facebook.com forward slash voice america for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts
3: the mission at native path is to make it easier for people to get on the path toward better health and stay on that path that's why their suite of nutrition products is made with the highest quality ingredients nature has to offer one of their most popular products is their collagen peptides their collagen consists of only one ingredient and is always grass-fed and free from gluten, dairy, soy and GMOs just the way nature intended And it's amazing they even have bone collagen and joint collagen products that are specifically formulated to attack problem areas brill oil, berber bean, turmeric, native greens, native mind, grain-free granola the list of amazing products goes on and on native path has an answer for all your needs All their products are thoughtfully crafted to help you eat, move, and live in a way that supports a long, happy life. As a valued Deanne Rose listener, you can go to GetNativePathCollagen.com slash Deanne today for a special 45% off offer. Get on the path. Stay on the path.
0: Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon Alexa and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey Alexa, play finding your frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts.
3: You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com
0: welcome back to the unbridled woman with Deanne Rose have a question for Deanne or her guests Join us on the show at 888 346 9141. That's 888 346 9141. Or email Deanne at the unbridled woman rises at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Unbridled Woman,
1: everyone. I am your host, Deanne Rose, and I am here with the fabulous Luz Gonzalez, who has been sharing her story on her reclamation reclaiming her unbridled woman. So the remaining time we have together in our circle, um, we're going to chat um, just, I think just a little bit more about what we, we just ended on. Um, just talking about how we can, um, we can move into the, how, how coming into the power of our femininity really shapes our individual journeys and mm-hmm. impacts the world around mm-hmm. us um and i guess a question i'd like to start with that we can just put back and forth here is um i know you were at the um before we went to break talking about um in the intended relationship of stepping into stepping into uh, mm-hmm. more of a masculine relationship mm-hmm. when we're within our in our business and then you know more of a feminine when we're um coming into our, our um more in relationships um, with others, you know, our spouses. I'm mm-hmm. um, just kind of curious. How can we also take? Because I'm total agreement. Total agreement of that, you know, that masculine um, mm-hmm. um, principles. Of those. Coming into um, the structure, like you said, the structure, the um, responsibility that we uh, women need to to come into um, in mm-hmm. their business. But how can how can we start taking a little bit of that femininity mm-hmm. and sprinkling that in? Mm-hmm. Like, what would mm-hmm. what would be some ideas that we can offer some entrepreneurial women out there, mm-hmm. or you know, career based women?
2: Well, I think that I think we're seeing it. Right. So, one of the industries that comes to mind that I think a lot of us, when we think of it, we go like, sort of in our gut, we were like, eh, this feels bad. Um, and I think it was because it had swung too far into just like masculinity is sales.
0: Hmm. And
2: so, for so long, sales was very aggressive, very in your face, very just like push you, push you, right? Like, just it felt. I don't think anybody felt really good for a while around sales. And I think that I think most things, you know, the it's a spectrum. You're going to have a certain percentage of masculinity femininity, but I think all industries, everything that we do in our lives probably requires some sort of balance. It's not 100% of one or the other. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think back to sales, I think it was really, really masculine. And I think there are some beautiful things that femininity brings into the sales space that actually makes you more efficient and a better salesperson, right? So one of the things that we actually taught to our clients was um, listening, like being a really good listener and actually really caring for the person that you were in consultation with. That completely changes the conversation. To this day, if I ever have a sales consult, I am first there, witnessing the human. Right? I've I've had opportunities where I could have sold something, but I told the person, "You probably don't need to buy this thing." You, you like, there's something completely different here, and so that ability to just meet the human where they are. Yeah. It's something that I think is a beautiful feminine trait that we bring into sales, the listening that goes into it, um, the the caring for the human. Uh, you know, when I, you know, my space is branding, marketing. I think there's a lot of femininity that comes into that in terms of the the intuition of, of colors, but also just in any work that we're doing, any relationship that we have with our coworkers, bringing in a bit more of that, like, Softer heart space um mm-hmm. to really meet not just the worker but the human where they are
1: yeah i I absolutely agree with that um and that's a great example of i've i haven't been personally a salesperson but been on the receiving ends of a lot of sales <laughs> and it's it's uh yeah, you're right. I, I mean, I can feel. I can feel when the person is listening, and I think that's what happened when I got a call with you when I you know, first started. Like, I'm like, oh my god, like, you had me in tears. I'm like, she actually hears me. Like, oh my mm. gosh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that is that is so important, and it's a and that's a a beautiful characteristic of 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 being uh, the feminine energy is mm-hmm. is is taking you out of it mm. and, and just being present for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be, yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of industries can really um, take that into, into their um, workspace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and you, and going back again, you to the word balance. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about you, but when I was, I was kind of coming into this more femininity. <laughs> I I went on the other. I went way over to like <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, the, the, the seesaw. Yeah, you know, I went. As I, I went, oh, like, oh, this is way too floaty and um, you know not very grounded. Always mm. like in my imagination and mm. um, very creative energy. Mm. However, nothing really got done. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, but I, I had to be over there to have mm-hmm. that experience, mm-hmm. to know, like, oh, that was a little too much. Mm-hmm. You know, again, same, you know, your story there like being way too over in the masculine. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. way too much. So mm-hmm. how, and I think everybody is, of course, everybody's different. So mm-hmm. I think we all have, I mean, mm-hmm. just like, you know, you know, male born have more masculine energy, you know, mm-hmm. female born, we have more feminine energy. Um, but I think it and it fluctuates, mm-hmm. you know, um, probably depending on where we are in our life as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how do you? Yeah, so what do you do now to really connect to your femininity um, on a daily basis?
2: So I'll I'll speak to that, but I also want to speak to the I think because I think conversations that I've had with friends and just with women it's been how do I even know what's authentic to me and I think I even had that question of like what is even authenticity for my life because my entire life I was told what I should be Mm -hmm. so I kept building this career and these achievements based on what society said was success but never like I you know I went to some really good schools and at no point did anyone ever ask me who are you loose what makes you happy mm. um and so I think breaking down right so one of the trainings that I went to they talked about the many masks that you start putting on um to to either appease people or make people happy or you know have the semblance of success or whatever that might be and so I think allowing ourselves to really look at that trajectory of your of your journey of life and seeing when did you did you and when did you start putting on masks and I think for me what resonated was again there was that piece of exhaustion like there was resentment I think for me resentment is a very clear signal of ah, something like something needs to change you you are either overextending yourself or you're not sharing what you need or there's something happening here that you need to explore and so it was really learning what those signals were and you know going back to to my childhood and imagining I actually so in my office I have a picture of like five-year-old or six-year-old loose that Mm. I'm constantly checking in with like Who were you like before you know there's this quote out there, like before the world told you what you needed to be, like, who Mm -hmm. were you? And so just thinking like at my core, you know, I was creative and I mean, like I was so energetic and I loved colors and I loved creating. Um, and I loved running around and dancing and singing. And at some point, you know, like achievement and like success that like stamped some of that creativity out. Yeah, and so I think one of the one of the terms that I shared with with you guys with our clients um, was there's the concept of FOMO, and then there's also the concept of JOMO, so the joy of missing out. And so for my femininity practice, I think one of the things that was really important was allowing space for there to be a vacuum, so I could even hear myself and feel what me you know like i wanted so just really cutting away and then one of the things that was really core um like a really key for at that point where it it felt like everything had to be deconstructed everything had to just like you know be destroyed in some sense for it to be rebuilt upon my foundations my choosing um And so in doing that, the the North Star wasn't what, you know, all the shoulds, like, what should I do? But the North Star was, what does joy look like for me? And -hmm. consistently checking into that question of, what makes me joyful? Like, when are the times that, like, my soul feels aligned? So for me, it's when I'm on the dance floor, when I'm dancing salsa, like, The universe is exactly where it needs to be. I am just happy. It like everything is good. When I'm singing, life is amazing. And like, I just feel it at a physical level. I feel the goodness, right? And I think part of the reason that we moved to Colorado was being in nature. It's back to that, like, filling yourself, your cup with goodness. I think we all deserve that. And it looks different for all of us, but I Mm -hmm. had spent my entire life following success and achievement. And so the, the, the pivot was, what does it look like to build a life that is at the forefront led by joy? Like, how do I explore and get to know my joy and what makes me joyful? And how do I build a life around that? And how does my life change? when that's the North star.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got, I have goosebumps with all of that. It's <laughs> like, it, and you are bring up so many things that are coming up in my life right mm. now. And that just signals that I'm getting and information. Mm. And one of them is that is the joy. And mm. I've, I've come to learn that. The, unlike like happiness is external. Mm-hmm. Our happiness depends on things external mm-hmm. of our, of mm-hmm. our, of our self or joy is the inner, mm-hmm. inner pe- like that. And you said that, that this is the soul,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right?
1: So, and I love that, you know, you're like, I need to take this time away. Like, you know, we're talking about the, the, the feminine uh, of, 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 of listening, Right? So we mm-hmm. need to take time to listen to ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is that vacuum. That's that quietness, right? So you, you won't know what your joy is unless you mm-hmm. are quiet and are able to just sit there and mm-hmm. like ask. And I love that you have that, that child picture of yourself. <laughs> I don't have the physical picture here, but growing up, uh, I, I'm the only child. So mm-hmm. there are lots of pictures of me around. <laughs> <laughs> and there were these two enormous pictures in our hallway of like three year old me yeah. in like this little peasant dress out in the backyard on this um, ceramic donkey we had, <laughs> and <laughs> and the smile, the joy, mm. the in in my eyes, you know, my, my teeth were just perfect, and like. And I, I have, it's like, it's like in my brain, right. Mm. It's, it's ingrained there. And I do like, that's when I think of my inner child, this, that mm-hmm. picture of that three-year-old girl who's just so, so happy with her ceramic donkey there out in the, <laughs> out in the backyard. And uh, yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful reminder of like, I built that who's, that's who we are. Mm-hmm. That's our mm-hmm. truest essence. Um, and and coming back, like what, yeah, I love how you're like, what, what did I like to do? And, mm-hmm.
2: and cause that's, that's what's going to bring you back. <laughs> there's, there's a, a question that I heard from someone that I've shared with, with people. And when they hear it, they're like, ah, I love that. Um, and there's, so it's the, there are two people, there are only two people in your life that you need to make proud and care about their opinions. Those two people, are the nine year old version of yourself and the ninety year old version of yourself, that's mm-hmm. it. That's all the people in the world that you need to check in with in terms of what should I do? It's that little little kid version of you and then the super old version of you. If you can make them proud, and I think this is a constant, right asking myself how am i how am I checking in with with both of these? If we can do that right and honor both, you know, both um, sides of it, then you're probably taking good care of yourself and living life in a way that's in alignment to yourself. Yeah,
1: that's, I I love that. That's, that's getting written down. That's getting written down for sure. (laughs) And because when you were talking, because I visualize things, I just see, I don't, th- I don't think there's much difference between that nine-year-old mm-hmm. and the 90-year-old mm. except some life experience mm-hmm. there, but there's, there's so much wisdom. There's, mm-hmm. So the 90-year-old has that wisdom of life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the nine-year-old, I think it has the, the wisdom of like, I just, I just came from source. So I'm really close to the source yeah. right now. So I, yeah. I, I, I know what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's true. Um, the yeah, innocence, um, so yeah, thank you for sharing. I hope, I hope forever listening is just that's that's definitely a nugget to write down and to mm-hmm. just use that as um a barometer. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that's also a a feminine trait, too, is mm-hmm. uh discernment, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A little bit more discernment, where taking that time for reflection before mm-hmm. the action comes. Um not so much of a a response, but like mm. I said, a, a reflection. Like, let me let me like a check in, right? Let me check in. Mm. And that was that, I remember kind of coming into my in this whole journey of awakening back in the day, and when that's one of the first things that people would like, oh, I, I let me just check in, and I was like, what mm. the heck does that mean? <laughs> i never really checked in, I just did it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but uh oh you have to take time to check in.
2: Hmm, interesting. Back to that quiet, that space, that right. vacuum.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so what are um so what are just a couple um positive uh things that you've noticed uh in your life since being mm-hmm. on on this on this journey?
2: Well, I think the biggest thing Is I'm I'm less tired because I've given other people an opportunity to step into their leadership, right, and to be responsible. It's so this I don't know that this is connected to femininity, but I think it's really helpful. It's really helpful for me. There's a book called Boundaries, Mm -hmm. and I think for some of you, when I first like heard about it like 10 years ago it just didn't resonate it was it was so religious and i was like i just don't know that i can get through it but if you know if you're religious you're not going to have any issues with it if you're spiritual if you're like i just know there's just so much like god and bible i ask you to to just listen for the message and try to put that to the side because that was so helpful and back to that taking care of myself and one of the best things that I did in, in taking care of myself and that's changed is the ability to say no without guilt, mm. like the ability to say, yeah. or, or to even speak up when something doesn't feel good. Just, just yesterday, I got a message from a friend. Um, and I think in the past I would have said like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Um, but just like I said, Hey, you know, this thing made me sad, that like this happened, and just giving people an opportunity to take care of you, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, I think I would have just closed relationships in the past where like, Hey, this doesn't work because I'm hurt and I'm just going to leave. But I think that's that with the feminine practices just saying, like, the, for me, because of my background, allowing myself to be hurt and vulnerable, God. Hardest thing in the whole wide world, and so that's been like breathing into that practice of like I am hurt and I am sad and I am vulnerable, and I am okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is safe for me to be sad it wasn't safe for me to be sad as a little kid, right so giving myself that gift of like it is safe for you to be soft, yeah. it is safe for me to check in with my husband and say, Hey, like I need you to support me in this, or so check in with a friend and say. Hey, I would like this to be different, or right? Like asking, yeah. mm-hmm. asking for those things that feel so vulnerable, um, that support you in your softness. Oh, uh, that's been everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I think it also gives that it gives the other person the opportunity to to do the same, mm-hmm. um, and for them to kind of dig, look inside, and okay, yeah, maybe this was something. Um, about myself that I need to look at or Mm -hmm. um, you're actually help giving them the permission to, Mm -hmm. to do whatever healing that they, they need as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Finding. um, I had an experience this past weekend and I think the eclipse and all that had a lot (laughs) to do with it. Um, It was pretty intense. My emotional response, Mm -hmm. um, the, the triggering and, but, also, allowing myself to say my voice you know in yes. in in a very heart centered way, but mm. to express because mm-hmm. my old way is to be like oh i'm fine or mm-hmm. <laughs> right, if that's not important i'll mm-hmm. just you know i'll just let that go, and then we'll move on and mm-hmm. um and I felt that coming up really mm. into like that old pattern, mm-hmm. and it took a lot, just like. You mentioned i I'm like breathing. I'm like, oh hey, this is really a comfortable for me to mm-hmm. express myself right now. Um, but my voice felt like I I, I need to be heard here. Um
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh
2: and I end up getting a,
1: a lot of loving support from it. Yes. So it, yes. it, it was was beautiful. It was beautiful yes. the whole way around. You
2: you give people an opportunity, you give them a chance to to step up for you. And you know, uh before we we wrap up, one of the things I'll say is like therapy <laughs> therapy was has been like therapy in women's circles and just community has yeah. been so important. Um I think for me I had a you know pretty violent um childhood and so learning what trauma was and like breaking that stuff down allowed me to to say how do I you know as a an adult Build the safety that the little girl didn't have and so like give yourself the stuff you you maybe as an adult or as a teenager whatever you are like a old older person like what did you need what do you need and how can you provide that to you because you deserve it and and it's necessary and there are ways that you can give that to yourself and I think that that is one of the best ways that we can take care of that like femininity because I think when we're in in defense mode, when we're mm-hmm. trying to defend or attack, you can't be in that soft space. And so it's yeah, the tools yeah. to allow you to be in the soft.
1: No, that's that's beautiful advice, and I think the word that I heard with that is it's a it's a reparenting mm-hmm. concept of yes, yeah, giving yourself things that you needed from your caregivers, but they Mm -hmm. weren't able to give to you at the time. Um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And providing that, yeah, that safety, that safety Mm -hmm. place. Um, Mm -hmm. Just for, because that's where the growth, our growth comes when our nervous system feels (laughs) safe and calm. And Mm -hmm. that's where we use the discernment. That's where we, you know, don't react. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So thank you so much for this beautiful, beautiful chat. And how can our listeners um, find you, follow you, you can you tell us?
2: Absolutely. So social media, Luz C. Gonzalez, that's going to be, uh, no S's, all Z's. So L U Z and then C S N Carlos, uh, and <laughs> Gonzalez. Um, you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, um, some podcasts, YouTube, uh, that's going to be probably the, the easiest way. Yeah, and I highly
1: recommend following this beautiful woman and on a hard journey. You're going to learn so much. So um, and I want to please remember that I do love to hear your comments. And if you have an unbridled journey that you would like us to celebrate during our circle here, you can email me at the unbridled woman rises at gmail.com. And if your story is celebrated during the show, you not only will receive all our love and good juju, but also access mm-hmm. to my signature jade A course, the well-pleasured woman. Uh, Next week, I'm going to be talking to a really great woman, uh, Lashana Moxley, and she's a woman on a mission to educate people, and especially women, on how money works and how to be sexy, wealthy, and wise. So, um, Luz, if you want to join me, I'm going to close this circle with a blessing. May the long-time sun shine upon you, all love surround you, and the pure light within you guide your way on. So have an unbridled week, my dear friends, and we will connect again next week. Thank you, Luz.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us on The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. May today's episode infuse your spirit with the blessings of empowerment and the warmth of love. As you venture into the week ahead, embrace the divine feminine within. And remember that you hold the power to transform your life. Until we meet again.